You Suck at Golf, and let me tell you why. I'm Avery Dovsek, the host of the Why You Suck at Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Today, we have Miss Alexandra O'Loughlin joining us. She is a golf travel correspondent, a golf journalist. She is awesome, and she's going to share a little bit into her social media, relationships, career, her golf journey, all the good things. So stay tuned. Introducing Miss Alexandra O'Loughlin, a golf journalist and travel correspondent. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So I want to start when you got into golf, how all the good things. So can you give us a little story and timeline of that? Oh, I guess long story short, I started golf at 14 and I actually started with the goal of playing golf in college before I had ever played nine holes of golf. So (laughs) the timeline may have been slightly reversed, but I essentially was athletic. I loved playing sports, competition, being outside, pretty much everything that golf has. Mm -hmm. And when I couldn't play soccer or basketball because of shin splints, I sort of just navigated my way to it. Uh, through logistics and it made sense and I had heard about college golf scholarships for women and I thought it was a pretty incredible thing so I just did the research and then my family helped me sort of pursue this path of golf and since then my entire life has basically been formulated from some part of golf whether it's job school, location of living, my relationship, my friends. So I really owe everything to golf. And (laughs) it kind of all started with having that ultimate goal of wanting to play in college. And I've just been setting goals since then. So it's been pretty exciting. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's actually exactly my reasoning too, which is funny. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say that. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, word is out. (laughs) Get get your girls into golf. (laughs) I know. I tell everyone that. I mean, I was forced into it and like hated it. And now in hindsight, 2020, I wish that I started earlier and I'm sure you could agree. Um, What family member did you go to to push you into golf? Did anyone play? So my dad did play and no one pushed me into it. I know that, you know, we had like golf clubs around the house. And I remember like, When I was little, my papa would have like a little net that we could chip into like when I was really little, um, which didn't mean anything at the time, but I liked doing it. And, you know, I look back and see these little moments that were positive and I had a great time doing it, but it never led to me playing. So when I think I finally did end up playing golf, uh, you know, as a sport and competitively, I look back and see how great those moments were where I was holding a club. And I think that definitely helped. But, you know, everyone has their own journey into it and why they start playing. But Mm -hmm. it's just kind of what you do with it next. Yeah. So you had aspirations of taking your game to the college level. But when did it actually click that you were good enough (laughs) for the college level? I mean, dreaming it and doing it is two different things. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting about golf is you always think you can be better. So Mm -hmm. once you sort of reach the next level, you're already on to the next thing. So, I mean, maybe in college um, or even in high school, I guess I just always had the idea of, okay, now I'm going to break 90. Now I'm going to break 80. Is it possible to break 70? Okay, well, I've done that. So what's next? And then you just, you know, you keep improving 
the finite things. And yeah, so I, I guess that that's just always been the mindset. Um, you know, once I became captain of my college team, I think then it was just on to, you know, how can I be better in some other way? So just always improving. <laughs> and where did you attend college? So I went to Lewis University, which is right outside Chicago. And it was a nonstop two hour flight home to my parents in Denver. I knew I wanted to go out of state as well. And so also those logistics of being able to get where I needed to in a timely fashion was important. And I was going back and forth to LA modeling as well during the time. So it was kind of my like center hub for work, family, continuing my you know, path in golf and on the golf team. So I sort of had a little bit of everything. That's funny. So I'm from Laguna Beach, California. And uh, that's the last thing I thought about was logistics of how to get home. <laughs> I was like, send me on the other side of the country. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, especially now where I travel all the time. Yeah, I guess that's that was smart of me. It can easily be overlooked. <laughs> so let's talk about your career path. When did that set in in college and what opportunities did you start with? Yeah, so it probably started even when I was very young. Um, I mentioned modeling. I had been on different sets and working in kind of the TV and film industry since I was six. So I knew that I loved interacting with people and being around people that were creative and like working on a set to me was just always fun. So, you know, my my first day of college, I knew exactly what I wanted to pursue degree wise that I just I knew that. And I know a lot of people struggle with what they want to do in the future. And I just absolutely knew that was what I wanted to go into broadcast journalism, TV, film, electronic media production, all of it. So, I mean, that that, that was very clear to me. So you graduate college. What did you start out doing? Yeah, so I actually finished college early. So I, I left campus a year early and moved into the city uh, of Chicago. And I started working for Channel 7. And it was ABC 7's live celebrity talk show, Windy City Live, as assistant. And Mm -hmm. that was so cool to me. I loved it. And a lot of the people (laughs) that I kind of interacted with there that were coming on as guests, I will interview now or run into kind of in the golf world. So It's, it's nice to see it come full circle, but really everything that I feel like I've done work-wise that was in golf or not in golf has helped tremendously. Yeah, I can imagine that. So from there, when did you get into golf broadcasting specifically? Yeah, so I worked, um, obviously, the live talk show. I worked in news. Um, working in news, I really realized how big of a passion I had for golf and how much joy it brought me. And I wasn't getting that in my day-to-day career there. Mm -hmm. So I went to Hazeltine for the 2016 Ryder Cup. And that's when it really clicked that, you know, this is what makes me happy. And, you know, I'm very big into if you're not happy, change it. And (laughs) I wasn't. And I knew what would make me happy. So I just kind of put that out into the universe, I think. And I, 
I was really still just working as hard as I could, um, you know, doing the best job I could at everything I was doing at the moment. But Golf Channel found me and they were looking for, I think, someone younger to have a voice, especially for their social media platform, which was very up and coming at that time, especially for networks. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was obviously the goal just because they had reached out, though it wasn't done. And I started working really hard, just writing scripts and going back and forth with them. And, you know, finally, I flew down to Orlando and, you know, was doing my auditions in the studio and getting to know the area. And then I moved down there. So that's when golf really clicked. And it's been pretty much all in ever since. Yeah, that was a great segue because I wanted to get into social media next. I started following you when I was at the Golf Channel in 2019. Um, that was, I was 19 years old and I was an intern there on Morning Drive. Uh, so I've kind of watched you progress, I guess, behind the sidelines and how much you've grown too. And I think you do one of the best jobs in golf as staying so classy. Um, oh. That's one thing that like, I feel is a fine line between being feminine and still um, carrying that golf modesty, you know, I guess. Um, when did your social media start to grow? Was it when you got to golf or did it start when you were back in Chicago? Well, first off, thank you. That is really, really nice because I do take a lot of pride in trying to either set a good example, teach something. I want people to get something away from what I'm putting out there other than just appearance. And, you know, that's hard to do on a platform that is almost exclusively about that. Um, yeah. So just finding the balance. But I mean, I had a small following from before just of, you know, modeling or, you know, what, whatever. I was just posting pictures of my friends and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really when I started making it, I guess, I guess kind of how I mentioned educational, because once I started working at Golf Channel, I think someone told me that make sure everything is written or has something where someone can take something away from it. So I started going to these different LPGA events or PGA events, and I would just put out a lot of information about players. So if I put something up about, you know, Michelle Wee, it would have background and I would you know, show something interesting. So it was really using, you know, the visual, the text, um, you know, me being able to talk about it. So I was just trying to put a lot out there like that. Um, you know, I've sort of evolved in what I've done on social, but that's where it started. And so people started following me through there, or I would do that on the golf channel handle and that's how they would find me. So that's where my kind of like formula for working in golf and putting it out on social media started. Yeah, cross promotion definitely helps too. Do you ever feel like you have to be careful or kind of filter what you put up because it doesn't fit in your brand? Um, I don't just because I've always worked for, I mean, I was with ABC, I was with CBS, and now it was NBC for Golf Channel. So I've always been under the umbrella of, you know, a network. And I think with that comes great responsibility, because you're not only representing yourself, you're representing a lot of other people. And so I think that was just really ingrained into my mind, you know, having that balance. So I've always been careful of it. But I really don't have to be careful, because that's just kind of second nature. Um, you know, there's times where I'll try and be a little edgier, but really that's, you know, that's when it's thought out. So, yeah, 
makes sense. So since I was following you for that long, I've only recently noticed your fiance. Was that intentional oh. or was I missing it? Well, like I'm saying, like I saw the engagement, and I think I probably put two and two together a little before that. Yeah, but yep. when did that become public? Um, you know, I've never hit it. I've never wanted to. I've just, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I think I've really been posting him for a long time because we, he's he's essentially been my golf coach too. So. You know, we've done a lot of public things, whether it's with, you know, Golf Magazine or for different partners together. And so we're always doing things together. And, you know, I'll just filter in things that's either our personal life or our professional life. And then, you know, I, I was excited to put out the uh, engagement, but it wasn't a surprise. I had posted photos of him before on my main feed and you know, out on the golf course and be like maybe sitting next to him on the card or on his lap or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think just, yeah, he's been filtered in. I, I wanted to show people because I'm so proud of him and our relationship. And I, yeah, I just put it out there. <laughs> that was such a good answer. <laughs> well, How, how'd you guys meet? Yes, yeah, so we actually met at the Players Championship quite a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, and I had just been flying all day. So I'm sitting in the lobby just eating my takeout dinner, which I don't normally eat in the lobby for some reason. I just think I didn't want to eat in my room that night. <laughs> and this guy keeps going back and forth, and they're like, sir, you know, you're whole door handle's been demagnetized would you mind just taking you know a, a seat down in the lobby which is a, a pretty small hotel lobby so it's basically just sitting at this long table where I'm sitting so he sits down and you know we get to talking and it was actually the same week that it was announced he was working with Tiger Woods mm -hmm. so you know he's having a great week everything he's worked toward is you know coming out to the public Golf Channel's kind of hounding him. I'd been flying all day when the news had broke. So, you know, I'm seeing this unfold on television and he's sitting next to me and I'm like, you know, congratulations. That's awesome. We kind of bond over, you know, like watches, um, you know, different <laughs> golf courses, just things that we immediately have in common. And we stayed in touch for quite a few years. We would maybe even like make a point to see each other at a tournament, um, not really outside of that, but I would send him swing videos here and there and he would be great and help me right away. And I came down for a lesson um, almost two years ago now. And just the timing was so right. And I was so impressed by basically his view on golf and mm -hmm. we just clicked so well. And that's when we basically uh, never separated again. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it, it's been incredible, but it, it all is about timing for sure. And I truly feel like he is my other half. So it's been nice to have an ally in the golf world and get to grow not only in life, but, you know, through a sport that we both have, you know, grown our entire life around. So <laughs> that's been fun. Yeah, that's wonderful. So for those who don't know, his name is Matt Killen, um, just so you know yeah the background media <laughs> yeah, the name <laughs> just in case um <laughs> what were your worries did you have any worries about sharing your personal love life and did you get any weird feedback um 
I did not have worries this time because I knew it was right and I knew that this would last, (laughs) which I think is probably important for anyone to think about. Obviously, when you start making things public, you're bringing a lot of eyeballs to something, which is added pressure. Um, But I think once I knew that this was my person, it wasn't it wasn't an issue for me. And like I said, I don't want to hide anything, but I've definitely been protective over things because I want to make sure it's right before, mm-hmm. you know, we're exploding into the public world. Yeah. Which you, of course you should. Yeah, uh, exactly. So with this all being public, do you still get DMS that are pretty inappropriate? You know, oh, and yeah, actually, to answer your question from before, too, I I didn't really get any weird feedback. And in terms of DMs, it's very rare that I get weird DMs, which I know is odd because that's a big part of social media, too. But yeah, I just I really don't get too many of those. I don't get too many like super negative things said. When I do, I try and figure out, you know, is that is that coming from me? Did I do something wrong or are they just having a bad day? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's that's really not been a huge worry for me. Yeah, I also think that goes to show how you carry yourself. Um because I'm in the same boat. I mean, my fraction <laughs> my social media <laughs> is a fraction of yours, but I think unless you're constantly posting, you know, provocative golf pictures, you don't see a lot of that. Yeah, that's, that's at good least my know. opinion. And I mean, really on any scale, it's still all the same, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what are your goals for yourself and Matt in the future? Do you Let's say like 10 years. Yeah, I mean, really just growing and diversifying, whether that's in golf or business, um, you know, we, we talk a lot always about how to keep growing. And I think together there's even more we can accomplish. So, you know, I, I've even branched out and, you know, I became an investor of a naturally caffeinated sparkling water company called Focus. So that's something that's outside of golf that is helping and can benefit my future. And I believe in it. So doing more things like that, that, you know, are going to set a good foundation for what I'm looking for in the future so you know I I'm obviously in front of the camera now but I'm always looking to of how I can grow a business and how I can run that so you know there will be something that the two of us will be doing and that I will you know put a lot of my time into which will be coming out you know maybe in the near future but you know (laughs) we're still working on it but yeah, that's really what it is. And I know you saw, um, you know, the golf line that I did with Dick's Sporting Goods. You know, that's another step in the direction I love going because, you know, there there is trendy golf fashion out there. But I think it's awesome to do it on a scale like Dick's Sporting Goods because it's called Kalia, by the way. So check it out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just I think that's so cool because I'll go into a Dick's Sporting Goods and see, you know, a lot of women there um, just shopping with their husband or getting like workout looks or whatnot and it's cool to see just people in the real world buying those products uh, because it makes me feel like I'm putting something out there that people want to consume 
Yeah, so I write about golf fashion for USA Today Golf Week, so you better uh, shoot some of that information my way so I can get on that. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to send you some stuff. I think yes. you'll really like it. Um, I'm actually in the middle of designing my first little golf fashion release coming in the middle of May, so oh, I'm awesome. kind of yeah, in the same boat as you. Yeah. Uh, last question: Why do you think people suck at golf? Oh my gosh. Um. I think because information about golf is really put out to the masses. And as we both know, golf is such, you know, a specific individual sport in the sense of we all approach it differently. Mm-hmm. So in, in is really all aspects of the golf industry. So I think not having information that is specific to you can make people suck at golf because it's not consumable, consumable in a way that... <laughs> You know, it is right. That was an answer I have not heard yet. That was oh, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me and giving us all the insight into your life. It was so fun. Oh, thanks, Avery. That was fun. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Alexandra is so awesome to hear about. Her life is awesome. She's so fun, and her career story is awesome. If you enjoyed it, give us a good rating of five stars and a little comment. You can follow me on social at Avery underscore Dovsek. That is A-V-E-R-E-E underscore D-O-V-S-E-K. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Oh, 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 oh.